two lines in the bottom, and we continue to discuss the last one that was Nichtas Lepardes, who was Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva went in to the Pardes, into the area. We went and delved into the secrets of the world, and he went in Bishalom, and he came back down in peace, even though that all the others had something happen to them. Either they died, or they went crazy, or they went off the derech. However, Rabbi Kiva came back in complete peace. The Pasuk says, and then the Pasuk says at the end that the Melech brought me in into his own chamber and Rabbi Kiva was able to get in right with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and still come out in peace even Rabbi Kiva the Malachim really wanted to push him away but said leave this one who is the eldest now he was actually the oldest of all the four that went into the parties and Rabbi Kiva was the only one that was found to be on the proper level to be mishtabish with the honor of Akhalish Baruch and we turned up Desayim and Alf, and the Gemara says, "My Darsh, what did Rabbi Kiva dashin?" So what does that mean? Rashi gives us two pshatim: either Mehechin Haven Makom Shechina Shenizu Shlehitzisham. That where did he know where Makom Shechina was? That he was careful not to go and gaze there and look very intently on the Makom Shechina. Inami Shleita Kamoshita Acha. Or the Gemara is asking, why is it that Rabbi Kiva did not make the same mistake that Acha made when he saw Matatran sitting? So the Gemara now brings three different ideas: Amra Babchan, Amra Bechan, Rabbi Babchan. And we learn that the word as that it is a sign in the Ravava, and therefore was able to distinguish where the Makabashina is. says a similar idea. There's some sort of a dogma that a who leaves in the Shemayim that people should know where his Makam is. And as Rashi says, it's like giving someone a sample in order to tell them, make sure to make something like this for me. And it has to be something that's very nikka. Afkan, Mekaymi nikka, the Makam HaKadosh is very nikka to people that want to find it. Vishlakishama, Hashem Tzavakishamai, Adon Hubitzvah Shalai, that HaKadosh is the Adon over the Tzavah, and therefore you'll be able to distinguish that who is the Adon, and you'll realize that that's the Makam of Hashem. That the Pasuk says, that HaKadosh doesn't come in great winds, and after the Ruach came, Rash, an even greater wind, Hashem is not in the Rash, and after the woods came fire, and they said, Loi ba'ish, Hashem, Hashem is not found in fire. Ba'cha'ish, after the fire came, called the Mamadaka, then it was a very thin sound, and it was very quiet. Vina Hashem oiva, and then behold, Hashem was coming. And that's the way he understood where Hashem was, based on the fact that he knew from the Pesukim of Elio, that Hashem doesn't come where there's great pomp and circumstance, that comes before Hashem comes. But when Hashem is coming, that is when you have a respectful silence, and the world stays still, based on the awe that they have for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara continues, Tanah Rabbanu, we learn, there's six things that are said about a shade. There are three things that a shade is similar to and three things that a shade is similar and has characteristics like a person. What are they? It could travel from one end of the world to the other end of the world like a Malachashars. And they also know what's going to happen in the future like a Malachashars. So Gemara says, say that they know what's happening even a Malach doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. They're able to hear from where Kajbaruch is, and they're able to know by that fact, just like Malachim could know what will happen in the future, but they don't have the ability to know by themselves. They're just able to eavesdrop on what Kajbaruch is talking about. And they have three characteristics like a person. They eat and drink like a person. They have Puru like a person. And they die like a person. And the sixth thing that's said about a person. Three things a person similar to 
and and the three things similar to an animal. They have the ability to discern and to have knowledge like a Malachashars, and they're able to go and stand upright like a Malachashars, and they're able to speak and speak even in Lasha Kodesh like a Malachashars. And they have three things like an animal. They have the regular needs like a Behemoth to eat and drink, and they procreate like a Behemoth, and they also go to the bathroom like a Behemoth, and they have to get rid of their waste. And I in the top Tyson's that the shade, having really a shade also has the characteristics of a person that it has to sleep, and the shade also has to go to the bathroom as a human being does. And Tyson's response, you could say, that really they're the other things that are similar in characteristics to a person because they have to take care of their physical needs. And even Agamara, Tyson seems to be gorgeous that they have to sleep, that we didn't even mention Agamara, but and being mighty is the same idea of getting rid of your physical weaknesses. And the Gemara continues and quotes from Mishnah, if someone looks into these four things, it's right that they should have been created. And we said, So the Gemara says, It makes sense what's above you and what's beyond you and what's beyond our understanding in time and dimension and space. That makes a lot of sense. We understand also what it means, what's going to be in the future. You can't be dirty to see this. Why can't you go and think what happened before creation prior to What's the big deal? So both said as follows: It's a that this melech told his servants, "Go build for me a great big palace on a pile of garbage, on a garbage dump or a landfill." And then they went and built it. At this point, the melech is not desiring to go and say that this is a garbage dump and this is a landfill and think about what it used to be. He wants it to look only at the palace itself and by keeping it focus on the present, on the palace itself, then you shouldn't be even thinking about what used to be here. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu also wants a person to be thinking about the present time and not thinking about what used to be prior to my sabrations. And the Gemara continues, person that is nachos on the honor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of his maker, it's better off that he wouldn't have been created. What are we referring to? Rabbi Abba says that is referring to someone that gazes intently at a rainbow. Rabbi says, this is referring to someone that doesn't have error and he doesn't hide and he thinks HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to see him. Of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees everything and therefore that's even worse than doing Avera B'Fahesya where people see you because if you only do Avera Spitzina then you're showing that you're not scared of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're only scared of people. And the Gemara says, Mistachu B'Kashas, why is it that if someone gazes at a rainbow that's considered like his Leichas Akfei Kainai? Because it says in the Pasuk, just like seeing a rainbow that forms in the clouds on the day that's raining, came Mary Hanegas Saviv who married the Muskfay Hashem. And this vision that a person seeing, which is a beautiful vision, that's similar to the vision of seeing the Kfay Hashem. So you see that it has some semblance to being the Kfay Hashem, and therefore it's not proper to gaze at the rainbow. The Gemara says, If someone doesn't have error while he's hiding, it's like he's pushing away the Raglish because, like we explained before, it's showing that he doesn't really care about the Shkina, he only cares about 
people, Shinem, it says the Pasuk, Kalim Hashem, Hashemayim Kisi, Val Eretz, Hadim Raglai, that I am by the Eretz, and therefore a person should be concerned about the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara now is, Amy, how can you say that that's a problem? If a person sees that his Yitzhar is too strong, he should travel to a place that they don't recognize him, they don't know him, and should dress himself in black clothes, and should wrap himself in black, and should do whatever he desires, and he shouldn't be in public. So you see that there is an idea of going to and doing Yavera, and we don't consider that person someone that's it depends on the person. If this person has the ability to go and be given his Yitzhar, then of course, if he doesn't do it, that's considered However, we Gemara said in that's talk about if a person realizes that he can't go and be gave over his Yitzhara, then it's better to go in a place that he's not makir in order that he doesn't create a chil Hashem and he does it bitsino. So of course we're not saying this is but if you have no choice, then you could go and do this. But if you do this on purpose and you don't even try to challenge Yitzhara, then of course it's ki'ilu deichik raglashkina. Said the following Joshua and Metogben and Reish Lakish. He was the Metogben of Reish Lakish. If someone looks at and gazes at the following three things, his eyesight will weaken and his eyesight will diminish. If someone gazes intently at a rainbow or at the Nasi or at the Kainim during Duchening, and the Gemara explains, who married the Muspar Hashem, as we explained before, that since this has a similarity to the Muspar Hashem, it's not proper to go and gaze at it. And Benasi, the Sivan says in the Pasuk, that Kaj Baruch Hu takes from his covet and he gives it to the Nasi, he gives it to the leader. And therefore, since the leader has some similarity to Kaj Baruch Hu, it's not proper to gaze. And I'm stuck with Kainim. The reason why that's a danger is because Bismarck Bismarck Kaim is talking about during the time of the Bismarck while they were standing on the Duchen, and they would bench Kaisal with the Shemin Furish. And at that time, as Rashi says, that the Shechina would rest his presence on their knuckles. And in order to give us some idea of why this happened, Happens that a person has a weakened eyesight if he gazes at a rainbow or at a nasi or at the kainim during the time that they're duchning. The Masha explains that just like we said before, if someone goes and actually sees Hakadosh Baruch he potentially could die, as we saw by the dial that were nuchlis lapades. So therefore, the same effect has over here that since he's looking at something which is similar to Hakadosh Baruch and even though of course it's only a minute comparison to Hakadosh Baruch this itself could cause a person to go blind. And as we know, a summa is chash of kames. And the Gemara continues: Darsh Rav Yudah Baruch do not go and trust a friend and don't rely on someone of great power. So Gemara says, If the Yitzhar says, Go do Averis, don't worry, you're going to do Tshuva afterwards, or you'll just think that a Kajbach will be Michael you because a Kajbach is a veteran. Don't believe the Yitzhar because the Pasuk says, And the Reya that's talking about in this Pasuk is referring to the Yitzhar, as it says in the Pasuk, He ate the Leib Ha'adim Rabmin. Of, and therefore we see the word Ra is referring to the Yitzhar over here and over here also the word Reya which has the same Shurish is also talking about the Yitzhar and talking about the great leader is referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Gemara says Shema Taima maybe a person will say me maybe who's going to say witness against me I'm going to do an Aveir Betzina and Shalom Alay Nafshi so the Gemara says Avni Beisav the stones of his house and the beams of his house will say testimony against him Shema says the Pasuk Ki Evan Mekir Tizak that the uh, Evan, the stones from his wall, will call out and scream out. And the Pasuk says, that even the splinter of the wood of the beams of his house will also call out. That you don't even have to go to the stones 
or to the wood of your house. The neshama of a person will be testifying against him. Shalem and says the pasuk, that you should guard what you say and what you do from the one that's dwelling inside you. That go and escort each person. They're going to say testify against that person. Shalem and says the pasuk, ki malach vitzavelach. Hakadosh Baruch gave two malachim to each person. To protect them when they're going on the road, but also to save all the things that they did and to go and testify against them and everything they did on their travels. And the Chum say, that they very person will say testimony. And as Rashi explains, who made Ba'atma a person will say testimony against himself. And we continue with the new Mishnah. The Mishnah will discuss the first Machlaikis that there was in Yisrael, which discusses the mitzvah of Smicha that is done on a carbon yachid that was brought in the base of Migdash. And the question is, can you do smicha on Yontiv or not? And this machlekes actually started with the first of the Zugais, which were the Tanayim that were at the beginning of Bayez Sheni. And one of those Zugais were always the Nasi, and one was the Abezin. The Nasi was in a position of power that was greater than the Abezin, and both of them were members of Sanhedrin. Now our Mishnah now goes through the Ishtalshis of the Deirais of all the Zugais until we get to the last ones, which were Hillel and Shammai. The Mishnah will bring each of the Zugais, and the first one of each Zug will be the Nasi, and the second one will be the Abezin, as the Gemara will explain, because, of course, like we said, the Nasi is more Chashib. So we start off with the first pair, the first of the Zugais. Yaisi ben Ezra Oymesh Leilusmech. Yaisi ben Ezra holds that you cannot do Smicha on Yantiv. However, Yaisi ben Yechel, his counterpart, who was the Abezin, says you can do Smicha on Yantiv. And then this Machlech is continued to the next door of the Zugais. Yeshua ben Prachya Oymesh, Yeshua ben Prachya, who was the Nasi, he says, you can't do Smicha on Yantiv. Who was the Roisha Bezdin? He says that you can do smicha on Yadin. And then the third of the Zugas was so Up until this point, the Nasi actually held Shalai Lisbech and the Abbezin held Lisbech. But now the Gemara continues with the fourth of the Zugas and it says, who was the Nasi, says Lisbech that you could do smicha on Yadin. And Aftalian, Aftalian, who was the Abbezin, says Shalai Lisbech that you can't do smicha. And the mission continues that the fifth of the Zugas was Hillel and Menachem, and they weren't chilek at all, and they both held that you could do smicha on Yontem, as we'll see in a moment. Now, of course, Hillel was the Nasi, and Menachem was the Abezin. The Mishnah says, historically, Yotem Menachem, Menachem stepped down from his post as the Abezin, which we'll see in the Gemara why he did that, and Nechna Shammai, and then Shammai became the Abezin in his place. So Shammai, in this Machlekes, Shammai, who was the Abezin, says you should not do smicha on Yontem, and Hillel Hill says you could do smicha on Yontem. And the Mishnah ends on that the first ones listed in the Mishnah were all the Nesim, and the second one listed in the Zugais was the Abezin. And Taisa on the bottom of Tazayim Manal says, don't wonder, why would we say Shameh before Hillel if Hillel was the Nasi and Shameh was the Abezin? So he says, Since the first Zugais that we discussed in the Mishnah, they all say that you shouldn't do Smicha and they were Nesim, the Shameh Savak of and the Maisha Shame holds like them, so therefore we mention the opinion of Shame first. The Agad and since we say Shame first before Hillel, in the first Machlekes of Shame and Hillel, and that's why in all places in Shas we always mention Shame before Hillel. And over here, of course, we know that Hillel was a Nasi because we already saw that Hillel was counted prior to Menachem, and we know therefore that Hillel was the Nasi. And Menachem, of course, was the Abed. 
Abedin, and since Shammai came and took the place of Menachem, therefore, of course, Shammai was the Abedin, and that's why we didn't have to go and put Hillel before Shammai. We could put Shammai before Hillel at the end of the Mishnah. And we begin the Gemara. And going through the Mishnah, we'll find that the first of the three Zugais, which were Nesim, they said you should not do Simich on Yadav. However, the two of the Nesim that we counted in the last of the two Zugais, they said you should do Simich As we saw in the Mishnah, Yaisi ben Ezra was the first one listed, and he said Shalai Lismech, the same for Yishuv ben Prachya, and Yehud ben Tabai. And then the last two of the Nesim, Shmaya, who was the first one listed, when we were talking about Shmaya and Avtalion, and he was the Nasi, he said Lismech, and Hillel also said Lismech. Ushniyam Lahem of his Bezden de Rameya. And Rameya is telling us that the ones that were the second ones to be Chaluk over there, they are all the Avis Bezin. So in our Mishnah, Yosef ben Yechran, as well as Nitar Bailey, as well as Shim ben Shatach, they all said you could do Sibich on Yatim, they were Avis Bezin. And then Avtalian, who said Shalai Lisbech, as well as Shammai, that said Shalai Lisbech, are also Av Bezin. And of course, Rameh works out perfectly on Mishnah. However, Chamim, the Chum say Yehuda ben Tabai, Av Bezin, that actually Yehuda ben Tabai was the Av Bezin, and Shim ben Shatach was the Nasi. And of course, since in our Mishnah, Yehuda ben Tabai was listed first, and therefore he was a Nasi, is going like the Shita of Rameah. We had Machlekes, if Yehuda ben Tabai was the Abez and Shim ben Shetach was a Nasi, or like Rameah and Mishnah, that Yehuda ben Tabai was the Nasi, and Shim ben Shetach was the Abez. So the Gemara now is, Man Tan who will be the Tan of the following Brisa? Now, in order to understand the Gemara better, we're going to learn our Gemara as the Gemara comes out, that Yehuda ben Tabai was the Nasi, and it's going like Rameah and like our Mishnah. So, Am Yehuda ben Tabai, Yehuda ben Tabai said, and he was the Nasi, a Rabbi Nechama, I should not see any chamel in Leirakti Eidzaimim if I did not kill an Eidzaimim in order to take away from the thoughts and the ideas of the Sudukim because the Sudukim hold in Edim Zaimim Narogan at Shiaraganidon that when there's a case of Eidzaimim, so for example, if Reuben and Shimon testified that Levi killed Yehuda and Levi therefore is a murderer and he should be Chaimisa, so the Sudukim held that the only way that Reuben and Shimon would have a din of Kashazamim and they would be put to death is only if when the people that came and said testimony and said, and made Ruben and Shimon into Adam Zaymim, they came after Levi was already put to death by Bezdin. But if Adam came prior to Levi being put to death and said and therefore they find that Ruben and Shimon were Adam Zaymim, they wouldn't be Chayim Misa because Levi didn't get Misa. The Tzadukim based their opinion on the passage that says, Nefesh Benefesh, that it has to be a soul for a soul. For the Tzadukim held that the only way that Adam is Chayim is if the person that they testified against actually was killed by Bezdin. However, we actually hold as the Gemara says in Masechus Makas, Kasha Zaman Veloy Kasha Asa. The only way you can be Chayiv is only if you plan to go and kill them. But if the person you testified against is actually killed, you would not have a din of Kasha Zaman and you would not be killed. Or as Rashi says over here, Kasha Zaman Masus Laachim Vadayin Achim Kayim, and he's still alive. And that's the only time we have a din of Kasha Zaman. And Rashi over here points out that even though the Tzedukim had a pasuk of Nefesh Benefesh, but we learn out Sheinu Rogim Achi Yigma Hadin Shalida Kaidim Shuzbu that the only way that Adim Achayiv for Kasha Zaman is only if they said the Hagad. And Bezin actually made a gemadin al pn. But in the Khanami, if they actually went through with the gemadin and then they actually killed the person, then the Eid Zaymim would not be Chayiv Misa. So keep in mind that the only way for Eid Zaymim to be Chayiv Misa or to be Chayiv any Oynish based on being Eid Zaymim is if all the Eid that testified are all Eid Zaymim. But if only one of them would be an Eid Zaymim, then the din would be that you don't have a Chayiv Misa. As the Gemara learns in Mesechtis Makkis, that you have to make sure that all the Eid are Huzam. And the Pasuk says, and Rashi brings down, and therefore, whatever the din is on Edom Zaymim has to be where all the Edom became Edom Zaymim. And the great Chiddush of Yehuda ben Tabai was that he said, 
Zaymim that he gave Misa to even one Eid Zaymim, even though the other Eid that testified together with that Eid Zaymim was not found to be an Eid Zaymim. And even though L'chayri, that person didn't have a Chayyim Misa because all of the Eidim were in Huzam, however, he did it in order to show against the Tzedukim that even though the person that they testified against and they want to be Mechayiv Misa, there was a Gemadin, but Lemaisa, he was still alive and he didn't have Misa, that Yehuda ben Tabai said, we're going to show against the Tzedukim that this person is Chayyim Misa. So Amaloi Shim ben Shadach, so Shim ben Shadach said back Yehuda ben Tabai and Rabbi Nechamim, Loishafach the Damnaki, that what you are saying as a great Milo, that you killed this person and that's something you did which was a thing which was a positive thing is actually the opposite you actually killed someone that was innocent and the reason why you're wrong is because the Chum already stated the only way to be someone to be is only if all the Edim have Din of Hazama and also there's no Din of Marcus until you give Hazama to all of the Edim that said Haggadah against someone and also there's no Chiyav to pay back money to someone you testified against them, and you were an Edim and and the Gemara continues with the story. At that point, Yehuda ben Tabai was makabal on himself that even though he's a nasi and he's more chashim than Shimon ben Shatach, he still wouldn't go and paskin any halacha unless he was together with Shimon ben Shatach. As Rashi says, because if he would make a mistake, then Shimon ben Shatach will correct him. And the Gemara continues with the story called Yom Shal Yehuda ben Tabai. All the days of Yehuda ben Tabai, he would go and stretch himself out on the keva of this person that was killed and his voice was heard from outside of the cemetery. Now since this occurred at night or occurred during the day and no one was in the cemetery because the people thought that was actually the voice of the person that was killed and although Yehuda ben Tabai was asking Mechila this person was a Meichem and he was still upset at Yehuda ben Tabai because he was killed as an innocent man. But Amalohem Yehuda ben Tabai said to the people that that is my voice and not the person that's dead. Teidu and I'll bring Uriah that tomorrow this person will die referring to himself that I will die and you won't hear the voice anymore so therefore it's a raya that it's my voice and not the person that died now even though the Chayri Hudim Betabai wouldn't lie and of course it was his voice but the Gemara says that the raya he brought to prove that it was his voice is not a raya because maybe it really was the voice of the person that died but the reason why he wasn't crying out anymore is either because the mace was actually mafrius, he was actually appeased by Yehudim Betabai maybe on the last day before Yehudim Ben Taboy died, or maybe when Yehuda Ben Taboy died and he went up to Shemayim, he actually found this person and he asked the Mechila. Mara says, I have another possibility that maybe when Yehuda Ben Taboy got up to Shemayim, this person took him to Dintaira by the Bezin Shemayla, and that's why at this point he stopped crying. And the Gemara now asks, Money Ha, who is this price going like? If you're going to say it's going like Rameya, the Amma Shem Ben Shetach Abedin, the Shem Ben Shetach was on a lower level than Rabbi Yehuda Ben Taboy, because he was the Abedin and Rabbi Yehuda Ben Taboy was a Nasi. That's why previously Rabbi Yehuda ben Tabai went and he was Mayalacha, even though Shimon ben Shetach was in the town, he still had a right to go and paskin. But then afterwards he said, Since I paskin wrong, in the future I won't do this. If you're going to say that Christ is going to Rabbanan, that whole Yehuda ben Tabai was real to Abbezin, and he was on a low Madrigan and Shimon ben Shetach, and Shimon ben Shetach was the Nasi, that won't make sense because Abbezin fli Nasi, me Mayalacha. How could it have been that Yehuda ben Tabai even originally? 
wrongly, paskin the halacha wrongly, and he didn't do this in front of Shimon Shatach, a Yehuda Mentapoi couldn't actually paskin when he wasn't in the presence of Shimon Shatach, who was on a high madrega. But the Gemara says, Loi, that really there is no proof that this price is going like Ramea and not like Arbanan, because really the price could be going like Arbanan, and even though Yehuda Mentapoi was the Abeza and not the Nasi, and therefore he shouldn't have paskin even without Shimon Shatach, even originally, and how could it be that he paskin wrong? Rashi says, the Vadi of course, Yehuda ben Taboi never paskin in front of Shimon Shafach in any part of his lifetime. But when he actually paskin wrongly, that was when Shimon Shafach wasn't in the city, and therefore he had a right to paskin without joining in the bezin of Shimon ben Shafach. And the Gemara now explains, that according to the Rabbanon, the way that we learned the price is that Yehuda ben Taboi said that even though I had a right to paskin because Shimon ben Shafach was not in the area, but now that I see how wrong I was and I killed an innocent person, therefore in the future I will only join a bezin only together with Shimon Shatach, even in a scenario where I would have a right not to pass him together with him and to set up my own bezin. The Gemara continues and quotes from Mishnah, Yatsu Menachem, that Menachem left and he gave up his position as a bezin, and then Shame became the Abezin. The Gemara asks, why did Menachem give up his position? Where did he go? So Abaya Amma Yatsu Latabasra, Abaya says that he went out with Tabasra and he went off the derech, and that's why he had to give up his position as an bezin. And Rabbi Amar, Rabbi, however, says, He went out to serve the king. Then Menachem went out to Abedisamelech, and together with him went out, of 80 peers of his Talmidim, and they were wearing royal clothing. So it seems that he had some sort of a shaykh to the king, and at some point he left the position of being an bezin, and he went to be involved with the king and involved with the government. And when Abayah said that he was Yasul Tabasra, some explained that he went and he joined by Susim and he was Khaifa in Tayyushabapeh, and that's why of course he lost his position as the Abezin and we will stop over here.